0: Two targets, frequent targets of cancel culture. I don't think you can cancel any of these guys, either of these guys. President Trump, of course, and the man with him is Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports. Are you familiar with this guy? He's very good at what he does. He's created a media empire, Uh, sports, culture, food. They're going after him. Uh, But first, he's very, very popular. Some of it I don't get. Like, people love his pizza reviews. Uh, For some reason, these do very well. This reminds me of Joe's, the way I'm holding it a little bit. Really good. Really good basic football pizza. (laughs) And give him a billion dollars. Look, I don't know how he does it, but he does very well. People like what he does, and that makes him, yep, a great big target. Business Insider wrote a, I think, pretty weak, very weak piece trying to call him some sort of a a predator, but if you look through the story, it's full of problems, it's full of holes, and I think it ignores what the real story is in America uh, regarding men and women, hookup culture. Hookup culture is um, a thing. It's so commonplace. Everybody seems to do it. And um, nobody points out that it can be very harmful to all parties involved. Now, I want to be clear here. Um, Mr. Portnoy, in my opinion, uh, did not harm anyone. He did what so many others do, whether they're famous or not, engage in this swipe left, swipe right kind of thing that so many do. And it's just it is what it is. But no one talks about it. And no one says it's a problem. I know personally, this is a problem, but it's there all over all over the place. Um, first, to the allegations, which are very gross, by the way, but uh, thinly sourced, and seems to treat the women in the story as if they're children. Here's Mr. Portnoy's denial. I know I've never done anything um, weird with a girl ever, never anything remotely non-consensual. So I was hoping maybe
1: she's just going to find it. Came obvious she was going to continue to dig and dig and dig, whether it took four months, eight months, eight years to fulfill the narrative she had already decided upon before she even started this article. From day one, I don't know why she decided to do it. Um, I know cancel culture has been coming for me for a decade. This is just the next iteration. But she knew what she wanted to write, and she was going to find the narrative to fit it from day one.
0: Well, that sounds like the fake news. That sounds like the fake news. I do think he's a Uh, victim of an attempted cancellation. I don't think it's going to work. Uh, uh, The story is just not there. But the other story about, yes, our culture and and how casual it's become and and people feigning shock at certain behavior. Look, this is a country that makes this primetime entertainment. Uh, This is the Grammy Awards. All right. Do you remember this stuff? Um, uh, nobody had any kind of problem whatsoever, uh, with this, it's just considered Sunday night programming. And how about the music we listen to? I, I look again, I'm no prude, but, uh, this is now people have given up pushing back against garbage like this. Let's hey, go. How about with this stick with that
1: be like my partner will see something cute. That's what he like. Ah. So the first track I've been by Sex, a a knee. A nappy, hip,
0: black all right that 's the baby he's saying he's singing about some heavy uh stuff uh, You can look it up if you like. This is okay, but look the standards are so arbitrarily enforced it's um, it's a strange time to be alive. I think we're on the wrong track as a country and as a culture. Problem is, again, when they go after famous people who are rich, it makes it a lot easier for them to go after ordinary people. A truck driver, if you think they can take out, uh, hey, how about this, Sarver, Robert Sarver. He is the owner, part owner, primary owner of the Phoenix Suns, the basketball team. Well, (laughs) he annoyed somebody and they're trying to cancel him. ESPN, a major story up on their website detailing all kinds of allegations, uh, repeated use of the N-word, insensitive language, sexist uh, stuff, sexual comments to players, created a toxic hostile work environment. Now those are the allegations, but when you actually read the story, and (laughs) very few people actually do that, they see the headline, oh, he's in trouble, glad that's not me. Let's go through the story. So five years ago, uh, there was a player on the court using the N-word. The owner was mad about a lot of things. The team had lost, and he confronts the coach. Let's go through it. You know, why does Draymond Green get to run up the court and say N-word, Sarver allegedly said? You can't say that, Earl Watson, the coach, told Sarver. Why, Sarver replied. Draymond Green says... N-word? Why can't I? All right, that's different, by the way, from calling somebody the Uh, N-word. It is, but it continues the story. Let's look. Sarver fumed that rookie center DeAndre Ayton had failed to record a block or a foul. Sarver slammed a stat sheet on the table in front of assistant coach Corliss Williamson. Williamson, who grew up in Arkansas said an older white male owner aggressively confronting him, a black man from the South, carried racial connotations for him. How are we supposed to fix that, okay? How do we, how do we get our hints around this one? He's the owner of the team. He's not allowed to get angry about the team's performance because this Williamson is, it's ridiculous. Next. Sarver once tried to impress upon employees how big of a Suns fan he was. In one meeting, to drive home his point, Sarver passed around a picture of his wife in a Suns bikini. Oh, boy. Um, Does this writer recognize that pornography uh, is available to everybody at every moment of every day, everywhere? And this man is... It's his own wife. Eddie's in trouble for this. I think that's uh, I think that's unfair. What do you think? And there's a backstory. You can look it up in the story, but it's it's harmless. It's harmless. It goes on. Former Suns account executive David Bodzin said that in August of 2014, seven years ago, Sarver pantsed him. I was shell shocked, and every year that it has gone by, I've thought about it. Makes me angrier that I didn't come forward about it. All right, um, this happened during the ice bucket challenge. remember that? A couple of years ago, everybody was getting wet. Um, he pantsed him. I have not heard the term. I think I may have heard it in third grade. I guess it's when you pull someone's pants down, um, but that's all the context that's given. We don't know <laughs> that he pulled his shorts down, long pants down from the front, from the back. It's just all, It's just all omitted any kind of detail, um, pantsed. Uh, seven years later, he's the owner of a team and he pantsed somebody in 2014. And they think this is going to take him out. I really hope it doesn't because, again, the standards that we were talking about so arbitrarily enforced. Barack Obama can use the N-word anytime he wants.
1: Racism. We are not cured of. Clearly. Uh, and, and, and it's not just a matter of... Uh, It not being polite to say in public, that's not the measure of whether racism still
2: exists or not.
0: Yeah, that was the N-word, but it's okay for him. Uh, He can also hear the N-word, and when he hears it, and someone says it to him, it's actually a great big joke, and everybody laughs.
2: Words alone do me no justice. Um, So, Mr. President, if I'm going to keep it 100, yo, Barry, you did it, my
0: so cool, right? It's so cool when certain people do it. When certain people do, it. Hollywood can do it whenever they want. want ain't gonna find out. This is between you and me, right? It's between me and yes, you. I'm your Okay, that's okay. Hmm. Imagine that. And uh, ooh, this was okay. I was surprised. This actually. Happened, but it did happen on NBC a while ago, but major stars I'll uh, throw you out a few words uh, anything that comes to your mind. Just throw it back at me, okay? just kind of an arbitrary thing like if I said dog you'd say
1: tree tree <laughs> Spear chucker.
0: Whack <White> trash <laughs> Jungle Bunny, hunky <laughs> Spade,
1: hunky
3: <Hunky-hunky>. hunky
0: <laughs> Dead hunky And fast forward to uh, today, we got the baby again, running around, (laughs) all kinds of stuff in that song. Standards are being, again, so kind of inconsistently applied. It's not fair. Hey, my life is full, not saying the N-word. I have no desire to say it, but um, it doesn't seem that this is fair, what's happening to Mr. Sarver, Robert Sarver. Could this have something to do with it, by the way? He's a big-time donor to the GOP. And again, back to Dave Portnoy. Could this have something to do with it as well? A friendship with Donald Trump? Who knows? Who knows? But let's be careful out there. I'll be right back.
1: Hey, I'm Rob Carson, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast. Tired of boring traditional news updates? How about one with a conservative point of view and it's actually funny? You can subscribe for free on the Apple Podcast app and it downloads directly to your smartphone so you can listen while driving, uh, to work, riding a bike, at the gym, or even while lobster fishing off the East Coast. Subscribe today with the Apple Podcast app or go to slash podcasts for other platforms. Something's coming
0: here. Calling. All, All I, I can, can say. Is Is that that the the fake fake news News just doesn't get it, do they? They You want to hear something totally reasonable that could get you in big trouble in Washington, D.C.? Listen to Senator Joe Manchin.
1: I cannot accept our our economy or basically our society moving towards an entitlement mentality that you're entitled. Okay, I'm more of a rewarding because I can help those who really need help. If those who can help themselves do so.
0: OK, so he's not down with build back better. What did the liberal mob do to him? What are they doing to him? Manchin is in that car. Look at that. Imagine if you were in that car, this is scary stuff. Our Violence from the left always seems to be OK, always for a righteous cause, huh? How about the harassment of Kirsten Cinema? Kirsten Cinema? Senator from um, Arizona. look at this. Remember when they followed her into the bathroom. Did you know? she was at a wedding? Her mere presence at someone else's wedding set them off big time. It ruined the bride's day.
3: It's, it's just my wedding. wedding. I know. I'm oh You really are. Well, I I really wish I could enjoy my wedding without you ruining it. I know you do.
0: It ruined the mother of the bride's wedding day.
4: This person is not my daughter. My daughter is getting married. Tell, will you tell her? that? Did, they, did you, you know, invite right Senator? Really I don't here? know.
2: Listen, I don't tell her. I don't we don't, don't like, really like she's really what
0: here? she's doing I, to our country. <laughs> These maniacs may hurt somebody. I don't want anybody to get hurt. Republican, Democrat, no matter who you are, uh, this is a real problem. And Joe Biden is laughing it off. Joe Biden, the most protected man in the world. OK, Joe Biden, when he goes from point A to point B, he gets how many cars, 80, 90. You Ever see one of these presidential motorcades? It's uh, it's over the top. And he's still joking about, you know, this kind of heat that's coming down on lawmakers. It's not funny. I don't think they're appropriate tactics, but it happens
1: to everybody from the, <laughs> the only people it doesn't happen to are people who have Secret Service standing around them. Um, so uh, it's, it's, it's part of the
0: process. <laughs> it shouldn't be part of the process. And we have safeguards uh, against, if this is part of the process, give them some Secret Service agents, give them some marshals. They need this. Remember what happened to Gabby Gifford? Shot in the head by a lunatic. All right. Uh, The fake news, they really don't like the new superstar lieutenant governor from Virginia.
2: I'm here because you put your trust in me. That's the
4: only reason
2: I'm here. I'm telling you that what you are looking at is the American dream.
3: When I joined the Marine Corps, I was still a Jamaican. But this country had done so much for me, I was willing, willing to die for this country. USA. USA! 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 USA!
0: Totally beautiful, right? I mean, that's awesome. But what you are seeing, according to the very fake news, is a tool of white supremacy. I'm not kidding. They actually said it.
3: Any black conservative is supposedly or or the black president having ever been elected. Right. The fact that he was elected, period, means there's no racism. The two choices that voters had in Virginia were a black woman who shares my daughter's name and Jamaican heritage and a black and an Afro Latina who's part Lebanese. So you had the choice of two brown slash black people and you picked one of them. Do you get Corrected. credit?
1: <laughs> the problem is here they want they want white supremacy by ventriloquist effect.
0: There is a black mouth moving but a white idea through the running on the runway of the tongue of a figure who justifies and legitimates of uh, the white supremacist practices. We know that we can internalize in our own minds, in our own subconscious, in our own bodies, the very principles that are undoing us. So to have a black face uh, speaking in behalf of a white
1: supremacist legacy is nothing new.
0: I think he should be free to say anything he wants, anything at all. But that, from both of them, that's hate speech. Now this.
1: Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? Joe
0: Biden! So uh, I knew Joe Biden. We all know he's a chronic liar. He's very bad at it. He's not as slick as he thinks. Uh, but on inauguration day, he was so solemn, made such a, such a display out of telling us how honest and straightforward he would be with us. Do you remember this?
1: My fellow Americans, I closed the day where I began with the sacred oath before God and all of you. I give you my word. I will always level with you.
0: I will always level with you. All right, Joe, obviously you haven't been doing that. (laughs) Always level with you. Wall Street Journal last week. Pretty major story. The Biden administration is in talks to offer immigrant families that were separated during the Trump administration around four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a person in compensation. Uh, That's quite a story. Um, He was asked about it yesterday. What did he say?
3: As you were leaving for your overseas trip, there were reports that were
1: surfacing that your administration is planning to pay illegal immigrants who are separated from their families
2: at the border, up to $450,000 each, possibly a million dollars per family. Do you think that that might incentivize more people to
3: come over illegally?
1: If you guys keep sending that garbage out, yeah, but
0: it's not true. So
3: this is a garbage report?
0: Yeah. Garbage report, a garbage report. Wow, Wall Street Journal, garbage, garbage. Even CNN had to say, uh-uh, it's not garbage.
1: Was the Wall Street Journal report that, that Peter Ducey was asking about, is, is it garbage or
3: not? Jake, this is one of these cases where the president is quite imprecise and leaves it to his staff and us to be the precise ones. So so here are the true facts. The Wall Street Journal was correct not reporting garbage when it reported that the Biden administration is in discussions to settle lawsuits brought on behalf of families affected by the family separation policy. And the Wall Street Journal was correct in reporting that these settlement discussions include talks of possible financial
0: compensation. Wow, huh? Wow. I mean, what did he say one more time on January 20th, huh?
1: My fellow Americans, I closed the day where I began with the sacred oath. Before God and all of you, I give you my word.
0: I will always level with you. A sacred oath before God and all of you, I will always level with you. He's not a good president and he's not a good man. And... He's been wrong on so much, even when he's, well, whatever. You remember what happened in Afghanistan? Horrible, horrible moment. Uh, Joe, believe it or not, in a weird way, saw this coming. When he ran for president in 2007, 2008, remember, he ran. He, he wanted to uh, beat Barack Obama. He wanted to be president back then. In uh, typical Joe style, getting right up in somebody's face, uh, this is what he said about Afghanistan.
1: It makes a big difference how we end this war. And it makes a big difference to tell the American people the truth about what our options are in ending this war. I'm President of the United States. I issue an order. End the war today. Begin to withdraw all American troops. It will take a year to get the American troops out. Do you hear me now? That's the truth. It will take a year to get them physically out. Now, if you leave all the equipment behind, you might be able to do it in seven months, and you leave those billions of dollars of weapons behind, I promise they're going to be used against your grandchild and mine someday.
0: Why did he leave the weapons behind? Why? This is not new to those of us who've been watching Joe Biden for a long time. A chronic liar. When he first ran for president back in 1987-88, had a drop it out when he found out all this was a lie.
1: What law school did you attend, and where did you place in that class? And the other question oh, is: yes. Could you quickly? I, I think we have I, to I, think I probably right. have a much higher IQ than you do. I suspect. <laughs> I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. In the first year in law school, I decided I didn't want to be in law school and ended up in the bottom two-thirds of my class and then decided I wanted to stay, went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. I won the international moot court competition. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only need 123 credits, and I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank.
0: So today, when Joe Biden lies, they say he's being imprecise. But back in the late 1980s, they weren't afraid and they didn't hold back.
1: Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class And won only one degree, not three.
0: Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a
3: flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him.
0: And now he's president. That should have killed him politically uh, forever, but here he is. Stay with us. Marjorie Taylor Greene joins us. She just saw those protesters who are still being held prisoner in Washington. These are men in detention in Washington, D.C. January 6th, protesters still in custody. This photograph was taken last night, and there they are actually singing the national anthem. I'm told this is a nightly ritual uh, for the 30 or 40 or so still in custody. And many of us believe they should not be there, but they finally had a very high-profile visit, uh, Louis Gohmert. Congressman and Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican of Georgia. She got inside. She saw those patriots. Congresswoman, first of all, welcome back to Newsmax. How are you?
2: I'm doing well, Greg. Thank you. It's good to see you tonight. Good. How are they doing? They're not doing well. You, You know, I've been trying for months and months to get in the jail I've been requesting a tour of the entire jail, uh, not just the Patriot Wing, but finally after uh, just fighting and refusing to give up and even going to the mayor's office and demanding a visit at the DC jail, we got in last night. I received the call less than 15 minutes notice that I had to be at the jail at 6.30. I found I found that out when I was walking off the floor and I called Louis Gohmert and asked him if he would like to come with me. And so uh, myself, uh, four members of my staff, Congressman Gohmert and two members of his staff, we went to the jail last night and toured the jail along with the City Council of Washington, D.C. But we were on our way being taken to leave the jail and we had not seen the January 6th defendants yet. And I asked them, I said, you know, part of this tour is for us to see the January 6th defendants. And then they proceeded to tell me no. That was not part of my tour. Well, I wasn't having it, Greg, and I was going to go scorched earth on those people. And I told them it was going to be very bad if I had to leave that jail last night without seeing the January 6th defendants. And then they made some phone calls and they changed their mind and they allowed me to go in along with Congressman Gohmert and our staff. And Greg, I want to tell you, when we walked into that section of the jail that is completely separate from the rest of the inmates and the other pretrial defendants there. What I saw is what appeared to be men who were political prisoners of war and they had thought that they were forgotten. They had thought that they, you know, everyone didn't care about them. They felt hopeless, but when we walked in, it was a complete change. They came flooding out of their cells and, and coming down the stairs and coming to the common area where we walked in cheering, clapping and crying because they had not seen anyone come in there and had felt like no one cared about them. Now, I want to also say this, Greg, they, these are men that are charged with crimes, and I'm not defending what they had done at the Capitol, and I'm not defending the riot because I did not like the riot. But what I am there for and the reason why I'm standing up for this issue is I am I am solidly against political witch hunts And I'm against what's happening to these men and how they're being treated. And I do believe in due process, I believe in justice, I believe in our court system, and I don't think politics should have anything to do with it. And these are men that have committed misdemeanors, and they have been held for nearly 10 months now, some of them, since they were arrested in January. And it's time for America to wake up. We can't allow this to happen in our country.
0: I agree. What can we do? The establishment, Joe Biden, you know, they they could all they won't lift a finger for these guys. You have too few others have joined you. What can we do? What should be done or what can how do we fix this? And by the way, it should never happen to anybody.
2: No, it should never happen to anyone. And here's what everyone can do. Stop being complacent. Stop sitting on the sidelines, because it's complacency and sitting on the sidelines and refusing to speak out is why we are where we are in America. You know, this is the greatest country in the world, and we are not a country where people should just languish and rot away in jail simply because they didn't like the outcome of an election and maybe because they got in a few fights and and did things they shouldn't have done. But they have been charged with these crimes and they should be allowed to bail out of jail. They shouldn't be forced to stay in there in horrible conditions. Some of these men are not receiving medical treatment and they need it. There was one elderly gentleman whose entire hand is purple. He has some kind of medical condition. He needs treatment. His hand is purple and his thumb is turning black. It looked like something that you might see people lose a hand or lose a foot over. He needs help. There's another man in there that has a broken finger that is bent sideways, and they are refusing to help him and give him medical treatment. There's another man in there that has celiac disease, and they're giving him the proper food, and he's very, very sick. But these people are they're living in horrible conditions, Uh, broken toilets. They can't use the toilet. There's mold on the walls. And and this is they aren't allowed out of their cells Um, for the first four months. Some of them were kept in their cells in solitary confinement, 23 hours a day. And they were only let out for one hour a day. Imagine on misdemeanor charges being treated that way. Uh, Then after that, there was two months where it was 22 and two, where they were held in solitary confinement for 22 hours a day and only let out for two hours a day. They haven't seen their families. And here's the big issue, Greg. If they refuse to get vaccinated, well, then it's even worse treatment. Many of them won't take the vaccine and they're not allowed to have haircuts. They're not allowed to shave. They're not allowed to have religious services. They're not allowed to receive communion. And it, this is this is outrageous. And it, this is something that every single American needs to call your representative. You can call the mayor of, Dish, of D.C. You can call this jail and demand that things change. And it's not just the January 6th defendants that are living in horrible conditions, but many of the other inmates in this jail. And the U.S. Marshals They went there and inspected the facility and they found the facility part of it to be it didn't even meet, did not even meet the minimum requirements that needed to be met. And so there's 400 inmates that are being transferred to another facility in Pennsylvania. So this is just another situation in a Democrat run city where we are seeing subpar conditions. We're seeing high crime and we are seeing people live in in God awful conditions that should not exist, Um, even, you know, people commit crimes, they've been convicted, they're serving their time, but they should not live in abuse and and such horrible conditions.
0: Well, some of them have not been convicted. I I have to go. But some of them that you talk to, they have not been convicted. And there are some people, by the way, they're not convicted. And some of them we know. I mean, take the Horns guy. He's in another facility. He didn't hurt anybody. He didn't break anything. There are people in custody who didn't hurt anybody and didn't break anything, and it's wild. Look, I'm so glad you're on the case, and I know they appreciated it. When you walked in, that must have been something, you and Louis Gohmert. We thank you. What's that? They
2: get, Yes, they, this, is a, this is a hand-drawn flag. Hand-drawn flag, and every night at 9 p.m., they sing the national anthem, Greg, and they sang the national anthem while we were there because it was 9 o'clock while we were still there. And I want to tell you, there's people in this country that take a knee for our our national anthem, people that make millions of dollars. But these men in jail, they sing, they stand for the national anthem and they put their hand over their heart and they sing it more patriotically than I've ever heard in my life. And that's that's what that picture is of. And we saw that and and sang it with them last night.
0: Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, those responsible for this mistreatment and this injustice, they have to think about. They have to think about their future, and there may be criminal uh, criminal liability here, in my opinion, on the way these, how this has all been handled. We'll we'll see. I have to go. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican of Georgia. We thank you again. To be continued, and I'll be right back.
4: go and need news now. No paywalls, no cable subscriptions. Just download the Newsmax app from your smartphone store. It's free. And watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere.
0: Okay, right there, circled on January 6th is uh, Jenna Ryan. She is a realtor from Texas. She was there on January 6th on Capitol Hill. Well, yesterday she pleaded guilty to one count Misdemeanor parading, demonstrating, or picketing. And uh, let's see here. She's going to jail for 60 days starting on January 4th. Uh, Wow. She's going to jail. Jenna Ryan joins us right now. Uh, Welcome to Newsmax. First of all, how are you? And are you ready for jail? Oh,
4: yeah. As ready as I'll ever be. Um, this has been the most atrocious year you can imagine. I am not in good shape. I don't even know how I'm sitting here. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. And uh, I went into sentencing yesterday, and um, it was determined that the things that I said at the... at the Now I know it as a riot. At the time, I didn't get it, but I thought it was a protest. The things that I said were considered free speech. However, um I still am going to be going to prison because I was the face of the riot because they made me the face of the riot because the news media put so much attention on me. The judge said that they needed to do it in order to deter people in the future. Even though I only took a few steps into the building and only stayed for two minutes and eight seconds, he said, we have to use you as a deterrent for this to happen in the future. So in my opinion, it's a little overboard. I don't I can't even believe that I got prison for that.
0: Where are you going to prison? Do you know yet?
4: We're um, hoping that I go to Bryan, Texas. It's a camp. It's a minimum facility, minimum security facility. It's a camp. And I'm not going until January 4th. Um, I would like to go right now because i just love to get it over with so that I could start the new year. But I have to carry on through this year. And next year, I will be in prison for two months For standing up for my rights. All I did was walk in and walk out. And I was definitely guilty of that and happy to plead guilty. I tried to plead guilty in February. Um, I have no problems. I didn't expect to, I just, I can't even imagine, you know, all those 600 people that have been arrested are now wondering what's going to happen to them and prison is, can happen.
0: So I think, um, you're being penalized, by the way, for some other factors, possibly, that are—it's it's unfair to you. You know, uh, I think you took a jet—did you take a private jet t- t- uh, to to uh, D.C.? They're holding that against you, like, oh, a person of privilege. I mean, uh, do we have that picture? That that That's a problem for the media. That's a problem for possibly the legal system. I'm not sure, but I think you're being punished in part for this. I'll, I want to get your thought on that, but first— CNN was celebrating the fact yeah. that you're going to jail. Oh, yeah. I've Hold received. Hold on one second. I want to play this. So
4: her name is Jen- uh, Jennifer Ryan. She's a Texas real estate agent. She had said after she was uh, charged for uh, what ended up being pleading guilty to a misdemeanor for going into the Capitol and her role in the insurrection that she was definitely not going to jail. She tweeted that adamant she wasn't going to jail. She has now been sentenced to 60 days in jail. Yeah, and it's not just that she said she wasn't going to prison. She basically, she said she was white, right? right? Do we have the whole, I don't know if we have the whole tweet, but she said, you know, I've got, I've got blonde hair, I've got white skin. Sorry, I'm not go- I've got a great job. Sorry, I'm not going to jail.
0: All right, so, um, well, look, I wanted to ask you first about the private jet. I do have to ask you about the tweet. There is a tweet. Yeah. Hey, we've all, we've all made bonehead mistakes on Twitter. Plenty. Here, right here, my hands up.
4: I was responding to someone else. As you can see, I was replying to someone who was saying, you're a blonde, blah, blah, blah. And I was just trying to take up for myself. And the media has taken that. That's just one more example of how they've taken my image and used my image to skewer Trump, to skewer Trump supporters, and definitely to skewer myself.
0: You know something? And you're going to have to forgive me. I see that that is in response. And you're saying, sorry, I have blonde hair, white skin, and a great job. Yeah, you have been, um, you're you're a victim here. You really are. I'm a big
4: time victim. Like, I've gone through hell. Like, they've gone through my phone. Um, Text messages that I sent to my mother on her deathbed were brought up at my sentencing. Um, I was treated like a terrorist at the airport with eight TSAs at the tarmac searching me in front of everyone at the tarmac, as well as at the normal search place. I cannot tell you how I've been treated and it's been horrible and it's, it's a travesty. And I hope that I don't get in trouble for talking right now.
0: I, I, I would hate for that to happen. Um, but (laughs) I, you know what, I admire your spirit and, um, who knows what's going to come of this. You know what I mean? I hope something, oh. something great can come from the most awful things. Do you know that? Have you ever seen that in life?
4: Yes, I have. And that's usually how things work. And what we're going to do is now take action against some of the cancel culture. Um, anyone out there who's spread lies about me will be hearing from my people in the future.
0: Jenna Ryan, uh, to be continued. Yes. Very much so. Uh, I'm sorry this is happening, but I'm kind of excited because something again magnificent could come from all of this horror. Uh, I hate to say it, but good luck in prison. Come back soon, okay? Let's talk before then.
4: Okay, talk to you soon. Have a great day.
0: You too. Bye bye. Bye -bye. Uh, Wow, we'll be right back. Has told people that the FBI has contacted him not once but twice over what happened on January 6 and where he was. Now again, he has not said he was in the Capitol. We don't know that he was, but he he himself has said the FBI has contacted him twice. So this is not new. There's going to be more of this. There's going to be more more of these people elected because remember, for many people in the Republican Party, January 6 was not a bad day. It was a good day,
4: unfortunately for democracy.
0: Unfortunately for Democracy, they're talking about Matthew Lynch, my next guest. I personally think it's great for democracy that he's on the school board. He just got a seat there on Tuesday. Uh, Massachusetts school board member, you were a teacher. You lost your job over January 6th. But, hey, Matthew Lynch, threat to democracy. Welcome to Newsmax. I I watched that clip yesterday. I couldn't stop laughing when I saw that. It's, it's it's pretty wild. Hey, I want to ask you. Actually, that guy did bring up something. January sixth, bad things happened on January sixth. Of course, they, they tried to. I think the effort was. I I thought electoral objections. There were there. There's a mechanism for those objections to be heard. I don't know if January sixth is. Uh, I don't know. I know it's not as bad as the war of 1812. You know what I mean.
3: <laughs> Well, so, yeah, that's the thing. We went down there just to protest. You know, we were going down there to protest the election. And then we showed up. We went to the rally. And when it ended, we went up to our room. Our room was right next to the uh, White House. We went up to the room and we turned on the TV and we see people already inside the Capitol. We were like, whoa, what's going on? So we kind of hung out there for a little bit. And then we just walked down there towards the end, walked to the crowd. So we didn't see any of the violence and all that stuff. I mean, later that night when we got back in, we obviously through Twitter and through social media, we saw all the stuff that happened earlier. We didn't even see that that day. I mean, there was hundreds of thousands of people there and we didn't see any of that. I mean, we saw people in like fatigues and gas masks. You could see these instigators trying to kind of start stuff. But
0: we didn't see any of the violence or the rioting that day. So you're there. Mm-hmm. By the way, we got a picture of you. You had a beard back then. Um, yeah. When you go back, what were you? You're a teacher. What, what, what subject? What grade? So I was a history major and I, I
3: taught in the high school, but I did moderate special ed. So I did, dealt with kids with learning disabilities, behavioral disabilities, stuff
0: like that. So what happened? The administration came down on you and how did they find out you were there? And then what happened? Yeah, so
3: so that's the thing is, so when I, that picture I posted online, uh, a bunch of the local leftists in town actually started calling me a domestic terrorist. They started spreading it all through their social media pages and obviously got wind of it through the high school and I met with the high school, the administration at the, at Berger High was actually good with it. They weren't going to fire me. They weren't forced to resign, but these people, they keep coming after you and they sent my name to the FBI, like a hundred times or whatever the certain amount is. That's what actually got them to my house. So these people were coming after me. So once the, you know, the FBI sent to my house and they, I mean, these people don't stop, you know, I was like, it's probably best that I resign. I don't want to put kids in some sticky situation where I'm getting in trouble and I kind of look like a bad guy. So I walked away from that. And, you know, the day I resigned, I actually told,
0: you know, the principal of the school, I was like, I'm going to run for the school board. And, you know, nine months later, I got elected last Tuesday. <laughs> uh, there's a guy trying to call you a domestic terrorist just for uh, yes. for being there. I mean, you know, I just had a guest who's going to jail. Uh, she was I in a Capitol that. for, for two minutes. Is this one of those things, though, that, OK, I assume that you wanted to remain a teacher, but now you're on the school board. I don't know if you could have done that if you were a teacher so that something good has come from, you know, something bad, losing that job, being forced out. Now you're a school board member.
3: Yeah, it's a positive thing because, you know, I mean, I'm, I was born and raised in Braintree, went through Braintree Public Schools. You know, I, I worked in that system and coached in that system for 10 years. So I truly love Braintree Schools. I don't I don't want to see this place fail. Um, and I can see it going in the wrong direction a couple of years ago. I mean, you see all the hot topics these days. And I kind of had this idea of like kind of read the school before, you know, I talked to my boss a couple of months before I even resigned. I was like, you know, this could be my last year. So it, it actually only kind of sped it up. So I was kind of excited for it. And, you know, now I'm in a position, you know, to make some changes that I think will benefit the kids. You know, people can get mad at me. You know, a lot of people tell me actually one of the people who won last Tuesday. Her name's Kathy Tuffy. She was one of the people that was telling everyone to call the FBI on me. So we're going to be serving together, which is going to be. Pretty funny. I want to see your offense.
0: (laughs) Call the FBI because this guy was about 500 yards from the Capitol, smiling in a camera. The FBI should find that out right away. It's it's incredible. Uh, Matthew Lynch, uh, good luck on the school board. Stay in touch. And I appreciate it.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me on, Greg. And quickly, your developing story from Dunkin' Donuts. On Twitter, what happened earlier? We haven't we haven't heard about that ah. story.
0: <laughs> Everything's, <laughs> fine. <going>? Everything's fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. I'll be right back. News breaks every minute, every day. You need
1: the app, the newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch
0: us anytime, anywhere. Have a good weekend, everybody. Let's go, Brandon, and uh, see you next week. Thank you.